Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole. And welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Kate. So great to see you as always. <laughs> Likewise. I'm very excited for today's episode. This is going to be another one of our special guest episodes, friends. We have called up our great friend, our mastermind partner, and professional personal stylist, Cass Saiti, and she's going to help us enlighten us. She's going to enlighten us about a topic that we need a little bit of help with, and that is style and wardrobe. Mm, <laughs> yes, we do need enlightening on this topic. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much fun. We've mentioned Cass a few times on the show already. The three of us have been meeting for our mastermind on a monthly basis. Gosh, going on over two years now. And yeah, it's actually almost three. I looked back at our calendar invites and it was July 2019 that we had our first uh, our session or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I did not think when we started that we would be going for this long. So I'm, really, I'm proud of us. And as we've mentioned too, maybe some of our listeners may know our mastermind was the inspiration for this podcast every time the three of us hop on we get to have a candid convo about life business and everything in between we all leave our convos feeling inspired refreshed and oftentimes enlightened which we're hoping to be again today, right? <laughs> today, yes, yes, indeed. Because I know that I can't be alone when it comes to, I will call them my issues because <laughs> I do consider them issues with style and wardrobe. <laughs> and this is actually a topic that comes up quite often on our chats in our mastermind because we'll spend, you know, the first bit catching up and mm -hmm. just chatting. And, you know, Cass always has like such fun stuff to share about what she's been up to in business and how she's helping people with their wardrobe and her social media is always so on point. You know, I love following her Instagram and all that good stuff. I've asked um, her a million times how she does her hair to please teach me how yes. to do my hair like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot even begin to tell you how many times I've gone into my closet, open it up to find something to wear and promptly like wanted to shut the doors because I feel like I have zero things in my closet to wear, which always puzzles me because there are things hanging in there. They're just never things that I actually want to wear. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I can totally relate with me like pre-entrepreneurship when I was a teacher, I wouldn't be caught dead wearing the same outfit twice in a row. It's funny. I had, you know, more clothes back then because you know students judge and now though running a business online and working from home like active wear is my go-to but I would prefer active wear to be just for working out so I need help too girl so let's hope Cass can help us I know Cass can help us we're super excited to invite her on so friends let's get Cass on the line so that we can ask for her help Hey, Cass. Welcome to Nicole and Kate Can Relate. 
Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with the both of you. Oh my goodness. This has been a long time coming. We've talked about getting you on the show for quite some time now. We're super excited to dive into combo around all the style things. Um, so we thought we'd kick off today's chat with maybe having you share what, if you want to share a bit about like how you start working with clients, and then we'd love to hear maybe one to two typical challenges that you see most people come to you with when you start working with them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, there has been a lot of challenges lately in the past few years. Um, so as everyone knows, I'm a personal stylist, and I started a Next Level Wardrobe almost five years ago. Uh, right now, we are predominantly working with uh, clients virtually. So we work with clients in the US, Canada, Mexico, all over the world, actually, to help them create more outfits with less stuff in their closet. Um, as like you the can, sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're all about doing more with less. As you can imagine, the past two years has thrown everyone for a loop, right? And so um, this year we are having tremendous growth because people are going back into the office now, they're traveling more, they're going out uh, socially too. So the top two challenges that we are hearing, so number one is body transition. So they have either lost weight or gained weight and they don't know how to dress for their new body. And the second one is just kind of like a general confusion about what looks good, what doesn't look good, what to buy, what not to buy. It's kind of like a big thing right now. And so I would say those are the top two at the moment. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. That is like so far off from what I would have guessed. <laughs> yeah. The body transitions is like a big, big thing. We hear it every single day. So what I'm finding is in COVID, a lot of people kind of went too casual, right? So the sweatpants, the sweatshirt, the old gym tee, because there were kind of no rules as you worked from home. And now that the world has opened up and people are traveling, that's not socially acceptable to wear out to a bar or to a wedding anymore. And so they just feel super, super confused. Like, how do I get out of this rut and kind of move into like day to day clothes from there? Mm, I feel like I have that issue, but I think that it's because I work from home. And so like when I'm going out for something, I love dressing up. I love mm -hmm. like doing the heels. I love putting on makeup. Like I love doing that. But the times that I am doing that are, I mean, not few and far between, but I guess just on a daily basis, like I wake up and then I think, okay, well, I'm just going to go in my office. So I work out, I do my thing, I shower, whatever. And then it's just so easy to throw on this black tank top, which you guys have probably seen me worn at every single mastermind we've ever had and like a pair of shorts. And I don't know, sometimes I think like, I would love to get dressed up today, but then I'm kind of like, why? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Actually, you bring up because, you know, people technically don't have to dress up when they work from home. Right. And what I saw over the past two years was a lot of like business on top, casual on the bottom situation. Mm -hmm. So they would do the button downs or a nice blouse with sweatpants on the bottom. And that was kind of the new uniform. But I think now people are asking themselves, you know, what can I get 
out of dressing up. How do I want to feel for my day, whether I'm working from home or going out? So it's kind of like shifting back to a more traditional way of dressing where you just mm-hmm. dress up to feel good now. Right? Yeah. Nicole, did you, uh, I, I know for me, for sure, when I, when I was in corporate, I worked like in banking settings. And so I had to, you know, button down, like long pants, heels, like my, I felt like my outfits were so boring and I would do like anything and everything to like, you know, spice (laughs) things up a little bit, but I've never really been that great at like wardrobe stuff. I see things and I feel like, oh, that looks amazing. Like I would love to find that. But then I feel like actually going somewhere and finding that thing is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You know, when you go looking for something specific, it's like impossible to find. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cass, we, I was sharing with Kate at the top of the episode that kind of for me, ironically, when I was in teaching, so pre-entrepreneurship days, my nine to five was, as, it was a teacher. And I was saying to her that, you know, students judge, like you could not wear the same outfit twice. Like there's just no way the students would point it out. And so I got really creative. Like I felt like when I was in teaching, I actually had a lot more fun with my outfits. Like, cause I would have to get creative and I would use accessories as a way to like, you know, make that outfit that I wore maybe, you know, three or four days ago or last week, whatever different. Right. I, I felt like I was pretty good at that. And just now working from home as an entrepreneur, I've lost that kind of creativity. And I really enjoyed fashion. Like I've always enjoyed fashion. I've always liked fashion, but it's just been so easy to just be in active wear all the time. So that's been mm-hmm. for me kind of like, how can I tap back into that? That fashion is fun and I want to, I, I enjoy getting dressed up because now I'm like, Kate, like I'll just look at my wardrobe if I have to go out and I'm like, Oh, I don't know what to wear now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you touched on a really good point. Fashion is fun. Like it's actually meant to be fun and make you feel good and confident and beautiful and all these things. But um, what I find as a stylist is that people kind of get into a tailspin of um, these pants don't fit me. Where do I go shopping? What do I buy? How do I put outfits together? And it just kind of weighs them down over time. So um, with the clients that I work with, me and my team work with, we are really big on closets. So we spend a lot of time in the closet because we really believe it's like the epicenter of great style. If your closet is a hot mess, your style is going to be a hot mess. And so we love to kind of dive into closets and see what's going on there because that tells us a lot about the client too. And speaking of, Nicole, I saw your closet last year. Was that last year we did that? (laughs) Yeah, I did your uh, workshop. I attended one of your webinars. You made us do a a closet edit, Mm -hmm. a wardrobe edit. Mm And oh gosh, it was a cathartic experience, I have to say, because (laughs) it was a hot mess, as Cass described. I had clothes in my wardrobe that were 25 years old. Whoa. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Vintage. They're vintage. (laughs) I know. They probably come in and out of style like four times. (laughs) Right? Well, that's the thing too. Like I felt like some of the stuff I'd thrown out, I can kind of see young people wearing now. I'm like, hang on. I threw that out like last year, but that's back in fashion now. 
that experience was, was, as I said, cathartic because I did have clothes from like way back and I kind of held on to them. I don't even know why I held on to them. I'd love to know, like, why do people hold on to clothes when either they're not wearing them or they don't fit them anymore? Like that was my problem. Like I didn't realize until I did that closet edit, I was like, why have I hung on to these things if I'm not wearing them anymore? Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like I do that for like sentimental reasons, which sounds like so silly, but you know, there are memories that come yeah. with clothes of yeah. like wh- where you wore them or what you, or th- at that time in your life, maybe. Um, yeah. I remember doing Cass, you had, I think it was even just on your Instagram stories where you were like, if you have plastic hangers in your closet, that says a lot about your style. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have all plastic hangers. I went out that weekend and I bought like the nice hangers and I redid the whole thing. I think I gave away like three bags of clothes, like clothes that I hadn't worn for like such a long time. And that felt so amazing. It actually did. It, I feel this way about my office space too. And I feel like I felt that way about my closet after I did that of like, just so light and like open and free. And I don't know, it just felt so great to open my closet and have it not be like stuff shoved in there. Um, Which is why I'm like, so curious and interested to hear like you talked about having a minimal amount of pieces that you can do a lot of different things with. Like, talk to me about that. I want to know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's well, first of all, um, before we dive into that, I just want to say something about closets because um, I feel like a lot of successful professionals kind of push style to the side. They push their closets to the side, right? It's like, Oh, I'll get to it one day. I'll do this. I'll do that. But then stuff just accumulates Mm -hmm. over the years and over time. And then a lot of the clients that we work with, they get to the point where they go to their closet and it's kind of like this huge realization where it's just not them anymore. Mm. Like their closet doesn't reflect their success. Um, They were wearing the clothes like in college, but now they're like a VP or a CEO. And so um, there's a big disconnect there. And so I really want people to think about their closet in this new way where it's like, I respect the closet. I loved my closet and I'm going to treat my closet really special because it has the power to make me feel a certain way heading into the day too. So I think doing that reframe of a closet, like more so of as a tool versus a chore, I think can be really powerful for a lot of people to kind of get in control of it too. So I love doing closet cleanouts though. Like they're my thing. I love getting my hand on like a crazy closet and just having my way with it. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I had a, a solution to the whole sentimental thing. Cause Kate, I was like you, like there was, there were so many items in my closet that literally were sentimental. Cause I remembered like a place that I lived in, uh, when my mom came to visit me in Japan, I was wearing that top. There's a photo of me in that. And so then I decided, and I think this was your tip, Cass, to just have a small container, whatever. I ended up getting one of those plastic containers, decent size, not too huge. And I decided, okay, I will only keep a very select few sentimental items and eliminate the rest. And it's kind of like I've got this little sentimental box in my wardrobe. If ever I want to, you know, take a peek and, you know, relive some memories, it's there. But it's not literally like 
falling out of my closet every time I open it up, which is what the case was before. Yeah. Good job with that. And the keeping sentimental items is very common, super common. We see that all the time. And we always say there's always a place in the closet for sentimental items, right? They're special to you and they're physical items too. So that makes them even more special, but it should not take up your entire closet. Let's be real here, right? Keep it to a minimum, put it in your little plastic container and call it a day. Uh, People also tend to keep a lot of items if they are going through body transitions. So if they're like, oh, I'm going to get down 10 pounds or 20 pounds, I'll keep this just in case. Or Mm -hmm. it's just in case I have that super formal event I need to go to and I need five formal dresses to choose from. So the just in case happens a lot. And again, it's fine to do do that. You just got to keep those, set some rules for yourself around that. But how do you teach people, teach people or like what is your take on that when people will keep items and usually it's for like, oh, I'm definitely going to lose that weight. Like I'm going to keep those pair of jeans because I know I'm going to drop those pounds or kilos. Mm -hmm. Like do you think that's actually a good strategy or is it better to actually have things that fit you and you feel great in, in the body that you're in right now? Yeah, I think it's a great strategy if you're honest with yourself and you're honest with your stylist if you're using a stylist, right? And so uh, one of the questions I ask clients is, okay, are you going to be losing weight? Is that in your plans? If so, how much? And they're usually pretty honest with me. And so I can work with them. I keep that in mind. But if they say one thing and do another, they're only hurting themselves in the end. Mm. So I think being honest with yourself is like number one by far. And I have also had some clients who were like, Hey, this is my new body. I love it. I'm not going to change it in any way. And then I dress them for that new body type and they look so amazing. So amazing. And they don't feel bad about themselves because they're not having to like pull and tug and like do all this stuff either. Yeah. Cause I remember from one of your workshops, I remember you taught you talked about tailoring items, which, you know, can be pricey, but if it's an option, it's a good option. And it definitely helped me because I used to be that type of person where it's like, I'm going to hang on to those jeans because I know for sure I'm going to, you know, drop those couple of kilos. And honestly, I would find myself a little bit deflated. Like, well, I can't wear those. Um, so once you start to go, okay, I'm accepting the body that I have, I feel good. Um, I became comfortable with like buying clothes that were maybe even a size up, but getting them tailored so that they would Mm -hmm. fit right rather than trying to squeeze into something, a size that I thought was, okay, this is usually my size. I'm going to get those, those pants or whatever in that size. But I was kind of like kidding myself. It's like, no, get the size up, get them tailored, and then they fit great. And you actually feel really good in them. So I thought that was, that was game changing for me. Cause I did that with a couple of items, like a couple of skirts, a couple of pants, and I feel great in them because they fit me perfectly now. Amazing. Yeah. And if we go back and just remember, you know, style is meant to make you feel good and confident and Mm -hmm. set that as a rule for yourself. It kind of does eliminate, oh, if this pant doesn't fit me, should I keep it or should I not? It should just see you later. It should go. (laughs) Right. Okay, Cass. So I'm thinking of times that I've gone into my closet and I have like this super cute tank top, but it's very unique, a very unique piece. 
It's not in the whatever grouping of like few items that you're talking about. And I'm like, okay, I just wore that like last week. So I obviously can't wear it again. I'm going to go hang out with all the same people that I was with. And so like, do you recommend that people not buy those pieces or is there a place for those pieces? And you just like, I don't know, you choose where you're going to wear them and don't wear them very often. Yeah, there's definitely a place for sure. There's definitely a place. I would say it has to be done strategically though. Okay. So what I typically see is people will go out to a store and they'll buy stuff on the mannequin or they'll buy like a cool top that they see in the store. Maybe it's a bright color or a new print. They get home and they're like, what the heck do I wear with this top? I have no idea. That's me. And then, yeah. That happened and then to me last of, week. Oh, my oh, God. Did it? Nicole. Oh, my God. No, and I actually wore that top. And you know how sometimes you get you get comments from people and that kind of reaffirms it's either, yes, this is a this looks good, this is a good choice. Or when you get zero comments, you that reaffirms the decision, the decision that this was a bad decision. And that happened to me with a top. And it's literally what you just said. It was on the mannequin. It looked super cute, brought it home, didn't go with anything. I matched it with something and I wore it out one night. And I remember my brother, who's always very honest, you've done better. He basically looked at me and said, you've done <laughs> I know. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> No, no, no. But I actually appreciate that. I actually do appreciate it. It sounds harsh, but I do appreciate the truth. This was a mistake. And it was one of those examples of like, it's just on the mannequin. It was matched with the skirt, very unique kind of outfit. And it just, yeah, it was, it was a mistake. So now I'm yeah. like, do I throw it away? Like, I feel terrible. I feel like that's really wasteful too. Cause I try and yeah. be conscious as well. I mean, that's a oh, whole well, other area. It. Yeah. You donate, donate it. it. Well, yeah, it. no. When I say throw it away, I do mean yeah, yeah. donate it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I will say there's, I mean, there's absolutely a place for the fun colors and prints and trends, but um, most people spend their time on that, figuring out, oh, what's the latest trend, or oh, I really like this color. I'm going to buy five tops in it versus making sure they have the right pieces in their wardrobe to begin with. And so that's what we're all about is making sure they have the foundation, the right foundation of their wardrobe. So do you have great jeans? Do you have great shorts? Especially for you, Kate, where you live, it's so hot, right? You're not going to wear jeans all the time. What about trousers and layering pieces? Making sure you have those in the core color. So black, gray, white, navy, because that will give you the versatility when you do go out to buy that more trendy top to put an outfit together with it. So you're wearing everything, you love everything, and you're getting, again, more outfits with less stuff in your closet too. Okay. I feel like this is going to be like a plethora of Kate's wardrobe issues. I have so many of them. (laughs) Like every time you finish, I'm like, okay, that reminds me of another one. So I have this thing where I go out and I literally buy all the exact same stuff that I already have in my closet. So like if I'm shopping with my sister, she'll be like, you have like five of those. Why would you buy another thing that looks just like that? You already have so many of those. And I think it's because I know that that's what I'm comfortable in. But then at the same time, I'm like, I do want to venture out and I do want to have this new style and I do want to like be creative and, and you know, d- 
do something different, do something new. But then of course I buy something that is not really like my style. And then I end up taking it home and it sits in my closet with the tags on it and I never wear it. And then I feel bad about the fact that I bought it. Mm -hmm. So like, how can we be excited? Like, I want to be excited about my closet and And usually I don't think I am because I feel like my closet has looked essentially the same for like 20 years because I never buy anything that's like different, quote unquote, different from like what I usually buy. So is it like accessorizing? I don't know. Am am I alone in that? No, you're not. But I think it's Cassandra flies to your home and does a real closet clean out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes. Mission accomplished for this episode. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, it's no, what you said is super common because the fashion industry is always pushing new brands, new products, new trends. It's a lot for the average consumer to keep up with who is not a stylist. That is my full-time job to do that. And it is a full-time job. So to keep up with all the newness is a lot of time and energy and resources. So I'm not surprised to hear you say like, you do want to venture out, but you kind of stay in what you know. And that is like one of the ways that a stylist can help you because we expose people to new brands and new fabrics and fits and new ways of outfitting as well. So I would say um, for you with new brands and stuff, Again, going back to the closet, it's just really important to control the closet, right? And so if there's at a minimum, like if you have that tank you're wearing, if you wear it often, and if you have like two dark colors, maybe two light colors, maybe one pop of color, like that's enough for you. So anything else you can just donate and get rid of. I am all for buying the same style in different colors. There's nothing wrong with that, but you got to draw the line somewhere too. Right. And so it's like, once you start setting those rules for yourself, it will become very, very easy for you. It becomes kind of a black and white issue too. Um, when you, Kate, do you ever go shopping in store or do you mostly do it online? I mostly do it online. Like if I'm traveling, if I go back home and like we go to the mall, you know, I'll, I'll do it there. But I I don't usually just like drive to because San Juan is like the closest mall. So it's it's like a full, full day to like go to the mall here, Um, which is fine. But I just I usually don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It can be very overwhelming to go into a store too and stuff. And so as long as you, again, control the closet, you take inventory of what you have, you can see what the gaps are, then you can be um, more uh, confident as you go into the stores or online with what you're looking for and what you buy. And so um, there are so many great brands. I don't know if they ship to where you are. That's the issue. Mm. Yeah, I have. There are a lot of stores that don't ship here, which really surprises me. Although, (laughs) I mean, I do. I I don't feel like I have trouble getting clothes. I do really think it comes back around to like, I just don't know how to find new great stuff that is going to actually look good on me when I'm not, Mm. you know, just doing it online. If it's a brand, I don't know to your point of all the things that you said, a fabric, I don't know. I don't know what size I am, like all these variables, right? When you're shopping online. And I mean, just last week, I went into my uh, closet and I have this pair of shorts that they are my favorite shorts ever. I wish I would have bought 10 different colors of them uh, and like multiples of all the colors, Um, but I didn't. And now I can't find them. And so I'm just like, I feel stuck with my shorts right now because they... (laughs) 
they have oh, holes in them. No. But like, I can't stop wearing them because I love them so much. They like fit me perfect. They're so comfortable. Uh, they're like, they're navy blue. So they match like a lot of stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I kind of, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm just doing it to myself. I don't know. I just need to, I just need guidance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I will say too, it's, um, when you're, trying to discover new brands or new silhouettes to try and expand your style horizons, you have to try a lot of stuff on, right? It's kind of the name of the game. So for example, if you're looking for like a great white t-shirt and you were a client, I would have you try on like five different brands, five different styles, five different fabrications as well. Just because when you shop and you try stuff on, you have to cast the net wide in order to find that one piece that you're gonna love and fits you really well. And what most people do is one, they don't even go shopping because they've had horrible experiences. Or two, if they do go shopping, they go to the stores they know because they don't wanna waste a lot of time and then they end up buying the same thing over and over. Or they'll try one new thing, but they're not setting themselves up for success, right? Mm. So I kind of equate it to dating, right? <laughs> if you're gonna marry someone, you're not, most people, most people are not going to just like marry the first person they date, right? Like you're going to date a lot of people, <laughs> you're going to go out and have a good time. It's kind of the same thing with clothes too. So if you yeah. think about it in that way, that could be a good, good new way of thinking too. <laughs> Nicole, do you shop in the stores? Well, this is the thing I've struggled with the whole online thing. So I want to talk a little bit that, about that because, okay. So one of the things is now I'm time poor, right? I'm, I've got running businesses. I'm, you know, blah, so I don't have time to go shopping. And so I thought, okay, well, online shopping is the solution to that, right? Like I can just choose things online and then try them on at home and then return what I don't like. But I found that, I don't know if this is because I used to just shop way more in stores, right? That was kind of my default. Now when I order stuff online, I find myself not returning things and kind of holding on to things because maybe I thought, oh, well, it's okay. It's not that bad. It looks all right. Yeah. You're not like really sold on it. I'm not really sold on it. Whereas if I were in store, if I'm super sold on it, I'll definitely buy it. But if I'm not sold on it, so it almost makes me think like, maybe it's better to go in store because then I'm not going to buy something that I'll hang on to. That's really not, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't buy it. I shouldn't buy this mm -hmm. item. So I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any, like, what do you think about shopping online? Should you buy those five white t-shirts to get the right white t-shirt? What's, is there a strategy or a tip? I don't know. So Nicole, when you go shopping, do you have a plan for what you're looking for? Oh, sometimes yes. And sometimes no. Okay. Uh-huh. So <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So what I would recommend, because this is again, super, super common. What you guys are sharing with me is super common among my community and clients that, that we work with. And I always say, so it always goes back to the closet, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have to know what's in your closet. What are the gaps? What do you enjoy wearing? What feels like you and making your shopping list? And you can literally write it out too. Like I need a white v-neck mm -hmm. t-shirt in cotton and write out your list. And whether you go online or you go in person, you will be armed with that information and you will stay focused in that way. And so you won't get distracted by sales. You won't get distracted by sales associates who may be a little pushy and you won't get distracted by like cute mannequins that are there too. 
sell you product to. So mm -hmm. I think once you have, you control the closet, you have your list, then you'll be armed, again, more confident to go into that. And sometimes, hey, you're just going to want to shop to shop. And I think that's fine too, mm. but knowing that ahead of time, like that's the purpose of you going in store online, you'll just feel so much better about it too. Yeah, that makes sense. So having that plan, having that list, that makes sense online yeah. or in person. Yeah. And also, do you ever use the online filters, Nicole? What does that mean? On the Oh, oh, okay. So when you go to any department store, or actually just about any store, they have uh, shopping filters. So you can filter for uh, women's long sleeve silk blouses in navy that have a V-neck. And so you can literally niche down into okay. what exactly you're looking for. And yep. filters help tremendously. Yep. So I always okay. encourage people to mm -hmm. use those too. Mm -hmm. Okay. A nagging question. That's helpful. Thank you. A nagging question though, that I have or something that's been on my mind and it comes back to my cathartic closet clear out is the dressing for your age. Now I'm a little bit older than both of you. And uh, what came out of that closet clear out was there are clothes there that are 20 plus years old, some of them are in really good condition, but is it appropriate for me to still be wearing them? Mm. And I kind of, I'm kind of on the fence because I kind of feel like we're in an era now or in an age where I don't think that whole dressing for your age applies. Like who cares? You should be able to wear what you want. And if you enjoy it, if you like it, if you feel good, then, you know, more power to you, wear it. Mm -hmm. But I still kind of have that thing where in that, in that clear out that I did was like, oh no, I, I shouldn't be wearing that. Like I wore that when I was in my late twenties, early thirties. What's an example, Nicole? Yeah. What's an example of one of the oh, things that you were like, I don't know if I should wear this. Like little fun cutesy dresses that I wore out, you know, dancing, those kinds of outfits. Mm -hmm. Like too like, short maybe or? Well, I've never been like a too short person. Like I'd always do kind of fun leggings and like a yeah. kind of layer things. Um, but maybe they're a little bit too loud or quirky. Oh, yeah. My completely unprofessional opinion <laughs> is that you should definitely still wear them if you feel awesome in them. <laughs> Cass is probably like, oh my goodness, I have so much work to do. <laughs> Cass is like, fly me to well, Australia Nicole, as well. <laughs> yeah. My question for you, Nicole, though, is when you pulled out that piece, did it feel like you still? I think at the end of the day, because I remember you asked that and I was like, no, I've kind of evolved from some of these pieces. I'll say some, maybe some of them, no, right? Okay. But yeah. it's true. It comes down to like, am I still that same person? And I feel like mm, kind of no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if that doesn't reflect who I am. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that question alone is a good gauge for most people, because otherwise you'll just hold on to stuff maybe just because, and, and then your closet accumulates. So I always say like, we work with successful professionals. Both of you are awesome women, you know, powerhouses and stuff. And, um, I always say that, if you have clothing in your closet, not sentimental clothing, so that you store, but that you actually have in your closet that you may consider wearing, 
that is from a different part of your life. So say you were in college or grad school or just starting your business. Why are you settling for that good enough clothes now? Right. It, it was you then it should evolve. Like you should, you evolve as humans and your clothing should evolve and your style should evolve. And so, because, you know, we work with professionals, I always say like, you would never, ever, ever settle for good enough, the good enough promotion or the good enough job. Like everyone is so motivated and determined, but people settle for good enough when it comes to their closet. Right. And so again, holding your closet, like in a higher regard and thinking of it as a very, very special place, I think will help elevate that as well. But that one question, like, does this feel like you, I think is really good to dive into. That is really good. Hmm. I like the whole mindset piece of it. I don't really feel like I've taken that into enough consideration when I think about like my wardrobe and style and all of that is like, how do I want to feel? And does this help me feel that way? Mm -hmm. Um, And like, why not just ask yourself super simple questions Mm -hmm. that have very direct answers? Like it either does or it doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that answers the question too about age too, because it's like how you feel should be a reflection as well in your your clothing, right? Your clothes should reflect how you feel. Mm. So I suppose that answers the question that if you still feel yourself young, whatever, then... Is evolving the same as getting older? Well, yeah. I mean, I think your style is definitely going to change with, because everything changes, right? The way that you see certain mm. things, your perspective. Your um, body I mean, we've talked changes. To, yeah, your yeah. body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just like your day-to-day activities could change super drastically. I mean, even the stuff mm-hmm. that we've talked about in this episode, like going from a corporate job to working from home, like that's a really drastic change. No way am I going to put on the clothes that I wore to my corporate job, yeah. like when I'm working from my own home, right? They probably weren't yeah. even that comfortable. You're in these like pencil skirts and <laughs> yeah, blazers. Yeah. Yeah. Kate, when's the last time you wore a suit or like a pencil skirt? Oh, wow. Unfortunately, I did do that on stage once. I think my very first stage talk that I ever did, I still had a couple of my corporate pieces and I thought like, well, I want to like be appropriate. So I'm going to wear this. So I I did wear a pencil skirt on stage a couple of (laughs) times. Yeah. And there's a time and a place for that. Right. But the beautiful thing about style now is that all these worlds of like form formal pieces and casual pieces and business casual pieces are all kind of blending into one. And there's mm-hmm. so many um, offices and companies that have these dress codes that have no dress codes. Yeah. Right. And so you can really get creative and you don't always have to bucket. Oh, this formal piece, this suiting piece is meant just for formal. And this um, great pair of trousers is just meant for casual. You can blend those two worlds. And I actually see a lot of clients kind of bucket their closet that way mentally. So for example, um, I have a lot of women that I work with that have suiting. And so they'll have the blazer and the matching bottoms. And so when we go through their closet, I say, oh, this is a great suit, looks great on you, have them try it on. I'm like, have you ever thought of not wearing it 
together. So maybe wearing the blazer with a pair of jeans and heels or the pants with like a beautiful sweater. And they just had never thought about that because they had bucketed it under formal. And this is the suit. You always have to wear it together. And like I said, the beautiful thing is that there's kind of like the rules are like fluid right now. And so you can mix those formal and casual and really create like a style of your own too. Yeah, that's so true. No, I like that because sometimes I feel, yeah, we've gone too casual. Like you, you, you'll go to an airport and you'll see people that literally they look like they're wearing their pajamas. And I think, mm-hmm. mm, no, that's gone too far. Wearing pajamas at the airport, no. Even if you are, you know, taking a long haul flight. But um, so there is some, like I, I do feel like the rules have changed. It is definitely we are in that more fluid time where, yeah, the, the bucketing that you're talking about, I think doesn't apply as much. So I like that kind of blending of styles. Mm-hmm. Do you think though, people are just too casual now because of the work from home? Like, have we, are we struggling to like figure out what to wear and, and to dress up because we've kind of gone more on more of a casual style of, of way of dressing? Yeah, I think so. And I can I can speak to what I see particularly in the US. And what I see here is over the past, I would say five to 10 years, there has slowly been a shift towards more casual wear. So athleisure came around, Lululemon blew up, all these athleisure brands came onto the scene, right? And so people were discovering like, oh, I can wear leggings like outside of the gym. What is going on? Right. And so all of that compounded and then boom, COVID hit. And so it was kind of like COVID was like the cherry on top of the casual Sunday. And so now, like I said, like so many people have veered too far into the casual world and they're trying to get out of that. But also, um, and a lot of people want to get out of that, which is awesome. But Um, when they want to get out of it, it's really confusing on how to get out of it. Like we were talking about earlier, what do you buy? What brands are out there? What fabric is best for me? You know, there's so many things to consider and it is very overwhelming for people. So then they just don't do anything. Right. And then they don't evolve with their style and they stay stuck. And then they have a hot mess of a closet on top of it. So it just compounds even more. So it is confusing, but I will say if, you know, you can take inventory of your closet and really know what you have, what the gaps are, that sets you apart so much, so much from everyone else. So what are these, like, what are the staples? What is like a, like you mentioned the shorts, you mentioned the jeans, like what are some other just like core pieces that we need to have dialed in I'll speak for myself that I need to have dialed in because I'm sure there. <laughs> maybe other people are like, how do you not know this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm we are, um, yeah, we're really big on identifying what the core pieces are for every single person that we work with. And I think okay, this comes so it's from, different for everyone. It could be different. Yeah. So okay. Kate, like your essential pieces, I think would be slightly different from Nicole's because we take into account your lifestyle where you live and your preferences as well. Okay. That and makes so, sense. Like the weather and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. And so we do use the framework, but we tailor it to everyone. So for example, three common um, essentials that I see missing in wardrobe. So one is a great fitting t-shirt and I'm not talking about a gym shirt. I'm not talking about an mm-hmm. old college shirt. I'm talking about a really nice luxe t-shirt. You can dress up and you can dress down. 
Those are always, always missing. The second thing I see missing is pants that are not jeans. So like trouser, so wool, wool blends, um, they could be performance uh, material pants as well. Those are always missing and people really struggle with pants too. So I think they just give up easily as well. And then the third thing I see missing is layering pieces. So this is for those climates where you can wear a layering piece because sometimes it's too hot. Uh, so like East Coast in winter, we're putting our clients in like great blazers or cardigans or um, soft knits as well. And those are always missing from a closet. Mm. Any gender, any age, like they're always missing from closets. If you get those three categories right, again, you're like 99% like way ahead of everyone else for sure. I'm learning so much. I feel like I do have all the pieces. Maybe I just need someone to tell me what to do with them. (laughs) I'll do that for you. I'll tell you what to do. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's go to my closet after this. (laughs) One thing that comes to mind for me and one question I get a lot is what do I do if I don't know my style? Like I don't Mm. have a style. Like do I need to have a style? And that's one of the things I've always had struggled with. I feel like I've got mixed styles, like vintage, Mm. sporty, modern. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? So what I would do, what I would recommend if you are unsure of your style or you haven't really honed in on it is one, it's okay to not have a style. Okay. I think for women in particular in our society, there's a lot of pressure to like define your style, right? Am I modern? Am I boho and all this stuff? And first of all, like, don't feel like you have to define it all the time. It's going to change. Second, uh, there is an exercise that I always recommend people do. And that is to go back to Pinterest and create a good old fashioned Pinterest board. So what I recommend people to do is to create a new fresh pin board and spend 30 minutes on Pinterest, literally just pinning. So you pin outfits, you like colors, it could be specific pieces that you like. And the only rule in those 30 minutes is you cannot say to yourself, I can't wear that because, and then fill in the blank. Okay. So we're trying to get you to like a world of possibilities with your style. So you pin, 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 pin. And then at the end of the 30 minutes, you kind of like pause, you zoom out so you can scroll through and you'll actually start to see themes of what you're drawn to and what you like. And I always encourage people to show it to a friend or their partner and just get their thoughts on what they've pinned as well. And that can serve as inspiration for you for the new season or as you move forward in your style journey. And it's really, really powerful to do because style is so visual right? And so if you don't assign these images to it, it's just like, oh yeah, I like this. I like that. So you have to start assigning images to it. So it's a very fun exercise to do. I did that. It was a lot of fun, Kate. So maybe that could be something to do for, um, yeah, because you're thinking like, I don't know how to match things. So just choosing all these images that you like um, and it gives you those possibilities of things, you know, outfits that can, um, that can work. I, I did struggle with selecting pins because I thought, no, that's not going to look good on me. Like that is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like you really have to force yourself to not think like that. Just so I like that outfit, I'm pinning it versus, yeah. oh, I could never get away with that. Or I could never mm-hmm. wear that. 
Yeah. That's yeah. so good. I never thought about doing that for like kind of trying to uncover or better understand your style because I did that for my wedding when I was like looking at how I wanted like what color schemes and what I wanted our table arrangements to look like and all these different things. And it was actually quite amazing after I had pinned for a while and took a step back and looked at it. I was like, wow, it is abundantly clear what I want it to look like because <laughs> everything looked exactly the same. I was like, this is great. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a great tip. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm going to do yeah. that. Nicole, will you share your board with me and Kate too, once you have it? I'm oh, curious yeah. to see. Yeah, I'd love to see it. It's the yeah. only thing I use Pinterest for, just for that exercise. Oh, it's nice. One, it's one of the socials that I don't use. It's one of the platforms I don't use, but I, I had to open an account just to, just to do that activity. Oh, this is great. I would love to see it. That could be your next hot seat. <laughs> next oh, time yeah. we meet for a mastermind, we're going to look at your Pinterest board. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much, Cass. This has been so fun. You've given me so much to think about <laughs> and a couple things to do too. So I'm excited yeah. to hop on that. Yeah. Next time you oh, see me, I won't be wearing my black tank top. <laughs> it looks great on you though. Still looks really good. And just for the I, record, I think I, I have did... five of these. <laughs> Covering my ears right now. <laughs> No, I said, well, Cass does give you permission to buy a couple in the same color, but, oh, but yes. maybe not okay. five. I need um, No, colors. I just, for the record, I did, I ha I did get rid of that little clubbing dress just so everybody oh, okay. knows. Okay. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not miss it anymore. at all, Nicole? Do you miss no, it? No, no. <laughs> it's so funny. That's one of the things that comes out of it too. Like you think like, oh, I could never part with this. I'll regret this. I'll regret this. And then you realize you don't think about those items anymore. Like you just yeah. have to do it. Mm -hmm. And it actually feels great to have it gone. Mm -hmm. So then yeah. when you open up your closet, you're not always like, oh, what should I wear that for? When am I going to wear that? Could I ever wear that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, it shows your closet that you're in charge. Your closet yeah. is not in charge of you, right? It has to be the other way around. I always yeah. joke, but it's kind of serious. All your clothes live rent free. Hmm. They aren't paying you any money for the rent for your beautiful homes and apartments. So you have to be getting something out of it, right? And what you should get out of it is it fits you, you get outfits out of it, and you actually love it too. And you feel awesome when you put it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, this has been good. so much fun. <laughs> yeah, this is great. All right, friends. Well, as we close out today's chat with Cass on style and wardrobe, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward. I know I learned so much during this chat. And if you want to check out more of what Cass has going on, you can head over to nextlevelwardrobe.com. And her Instagram is amazing. I love following her on Instagram. She always has such cool, like quick tips and stuff. She's at Next Level Wardrobe on Instagram. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode with Cass and our other episodes, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.